1: Welcome to the lfc day trippers it is another thursday night and we are back with a viewer's voice uh day after a really really awful awful liverpool game to have to take in as a liverpool fan so we've got three brave souls that have decided to join me tonight ron how you doing
0: ah uh, thank god i had to go to work today uh something to get my mind off last night so better
1: yeah and one nice thing about working over here is there's I, I don't have to go into work and deal with United fans or Everton fans or anything like that. And nobody gives a shit about football, <laughs> you know, in my work.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty similar, pretty similar over here.
1: Yeah, just kind of run under the covers. Uh, Ash, how was yesterday for you, man?
2: Uh, quite shambolic, really, mate. I'm not going to lie. I was, um, I was fortunate to only catch a bit of it. I was busy with the... Uh, the missus going around the mother doors and all that lot so I didn't, didn't catch all of it but well we'll get into it it wasn't wasn't the greatest night was it really to be fair
1: no no it wasn't I definitely need to shout out Storm Thomas in the chat there who's saying uh, morning from Mongolia that's a that's a long ways away I might be the first one from Mongolia uh and Gav how yeah. are you
3: I'm great last night was an absolute shambles doesn't know what a word for. Um, funny he says he's from from Mongolia. I was looking up the. Um, we get all this feedback on who downloads our shows and stuff like that. Um, I think we can find out where people watch on YouTube as well. But. Basically, our map tells us, and like the amount of countries that this is downloaded in is unbelievable. Um, I literally spent about twenty five minutes just hovering over the map of the world because when you when you hover, like you can you can zoom in on so say Africa and literally go uh, around the map just looking at all the different countries. And um, yeah, downloads them all over the world, which is which is killable. Uh, Storm Thomas in Mongolia, nice one. Yeah, yeah.
1: LFC day trippers are worldwide. Well, there's, uh, there's one right.
3: person in Mongolia, listen. <laughs> at least.
1: That's yeah, at least one. All right. Well, I mean, there's no sense uh, putting off the inevitable, so may as well get right into it. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. IP Vanish is a VPN that makes it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded he's from falling into the wrong hands. Even Brad your physical location me. will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rate 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com forward slash daytrippers and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com forward slash daytrippers.
3: Wow. Well, Thank glad. you. Um, Thank you. Did this just come into your mind to try read this as quick as you can?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a really long ad read, and even when I listen to other shows and have to listen to the host do it, of like, man, this thing just goes on and on and on. <laughs> it's like, I wonder if I can really cram it down and yeah. cut out the time. Right, what hard. you could
3: have done was you could have read at a normal speed and just kind of ad-libbed it a little bit and not read every single word
1: no way i was word for word and i think i nailed
2: it too yeah so. at one point at one point i thought he was eminem at one point the way he was going and spitting the lyrics I thought yeah. this is like eminem all over again
3: yeah he's definitely <laughs> having um rap battles at the weekend somewhere in canada yeah. i reckon i know you guys yeah, don't
2: yeah. get these over,
0: i know you guys don't get these where you live uh because uh, you guys have uh healthcare systems that are based on sanity but uh we get a lot of drug adverts here and they have to read out disclaimers at the end of the end and they rifle through them just like that, <laughs> that was the whole that, time i that, it was like that was, my, ins- next, that was
1: my inspiration to-.
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in ireland in ireland they literally try and make a joke of the, the the bits at the end you know like um terms and conditions apply not many we promise uh you know all this sort of stuff. <laughs> So yeah no well done that was really fast Do you want to read the next one Our normal yeah pace?
1: absolutely oh no I, i'm Happy I was able to take a breath there for a second because this is exciting, (laughs) Gav. I don't know if you know this, but Champions League soccer is back, streaming on Paramount+. (laughs) Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration starts September 6th with the biggest stars, the top teams, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid Defend their title against Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona, and more in soccer's biggest club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live starting September 6th exclusively on Paramount+. (laughs) That's UEFA. There we are.
2: It's not UEFA, it's UEFA.
1: This this was written by an American, so
2: the fact Absolutely. that he uses the word
1: soccer. How, how did you manage
2: to do the first one at like 100 miles an hour, but like struggle with Barcelona, yeah. PSG, yeah. UEFA, <laughs> and ben This Zima. is This is for our <laughs>
1: American audience, all right? This well, is a global show. They, they, they might not be familiar with some of these names. Um,
3: Jake says... Gav got to bring back their fucking bullshit quizzes now with no football. Jake, obviously yeah. a massive, massive fan of our quizzes. Um, fair play to him. Um, don't think he likes them. We let you know we're doing a quiz, Jake, and you can take the night off if you like. And I don't say that in a bad way. We're just going to give you the heads up for your own thing. Um, let me All see. All right,
1: bills are, bills are paid here. We can uh, we can yeah. get into it.
3: Yeah, go. On.
1: Uh, I was thinking about the best way to approach this, and I just took my inspiration f- movie TV corners and figure we just get out the bone saw and just right into the chest to figure out what's going on here. So, uh, Ron, do you have any thoughts on why we can't seem to defend?
0: Uh, yeah. So I'm going to start with, uh, the only positive or one of the only two positives that were there. It's like Allison was Allison. So that was good. As for the rest of it in terms of why we can't defend, at first I thought it was just a matter of the, a matter of, you know, hot, you know, the whole high line issue, uh, not enough pressure on the ball before, before they, four teams are running onto our back line. You can go down the list. But honestly, at least last night and a couple other games this season, it looked like they just didn't want to, to be quite, be quite honest. And that, and that, and that to me was shocking. Um, the, the stat that just is so damning um, is that, save Bournemouth, every team that we've played against has outran us, outworked us, outfought us. And it's really hard to defend well um, when the people with the ball are working a lot harder than you. So uh, I, think, I think there's a lot to be, unfortunately, righted uh, when it comes to that.
1: Yeah, there is uh there's a few individual moments, you know, involved with some of the goals or the ball that Van Dijk clears off the line where some of the players just look shells of them shell- uh, shells of themselves. How do I screw that up? Uh Ash, uh what's troubling you with the back line?
2: It's just multiple things really, I think mate it is not knackered for a start. I don't think that helps. Um Mentally, more than physically, I would probably say you'd imagine having the rest over the summer. It's not going to impact their physical condition, but mentally, after last season, the highs and the lows, you know, so close to the title, uh, losing out on the final of the Champions League, I think that's taken a massive hit on them. Individual like performances, i.e. like Joe Gomez after being out for so long last year and bringing him back into the fold slow back on the pace I think that's a factor bringing in the likes of Simakas for Robbo I think as we saw last season he needs a run of games before we start seeing him up to where we saw him last season um, which at the moment it's not going to happen Robbo looks knackered Virgil you know that if he's not on his on his game then that affects the whole rest of the defence if we're truthfully honest like Ron was saying, Ali is Ali. Um, if he's not getting the protection then it's gonna be worse than what it is. But then it is it's a team it's a team thing as well. It's not just the defence. I think the way that we play in our system. If the midfield and the and, and the forwards are not doing their job, then they put so much pressure on the back line and like I said, as we're playing the high line as well, it just doesn't help. So everything's just going going to shit. It screws the language, but it's just going to absolute shit at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's, I thought there was a, a 10 or 15 minute period after Virgil gave up the penalty. I felt that he really looked like himself. He seemed to be far more aggressive coming out of the back line, trying to cut the ball out and things like that. And then they score again and the wind is taken out of our sails. But uh, what you were saying, Ash, Owen Newell's comment there up on the screen, we can't defend because the midfield <coughs> isn't protecting the back line at all. Yeah. And I mean, that's, yeah, it, it's not as simple as we're having one, issue on the field at a certain area and we can kind of work around it. It's bad all over the place. Uh, Gab, what's uh, what's the solution for us to shore up the back line? Like, do we need to cut out the high line? Do we go three at the back?
3: Uh, no. Uh, look, Klopp says he, we probably need to reinvent ourselves. I don't think he means that he's going to go out and change the whole system and start putting players in weird positions to try to reinvent ourselves. I think it's more a case of... Um, trying to reinvent ourselves back to the levels that we, we've we've been accustomed to over the last five, six, seven years wherever whatever it is. Last four anyway, last four or five definitely. Look, I'll try to keep it to the defence we want I know we want to move on to different parts, but it's it's gonna be the same when we come around to midfield and forward. It's, it's individual there's individual issues and there's collective issues. Um you know, I I do think Robertson I don't know if he looks knackered. I think he just looks very unsure. All right, and I think the whole the whole insecurity in some of these players is going through the whole team. But just defensively, he looks unsure. He looks in, he looks a little bit. You know, Robertson is usually snapping into tackles. He's he's up and down. He's up and down. He's up and down. And, and look, it's he, he's played an awful lot of football, and I get that. But we have all these people at this club that know like how to run these players to within a, an inch of their absolute red zone you know, the sort of way, and then bring them back and recover and go again. We have all these people and we've lauded them for years as to how they watch and how they assess and how they know when to drop players in, when to drop players out. So they, they're still there. It's not like, it's not like, oh, they've taken fucking an extra six weeks holidays in, in the summer and we're all going, look, when they get back, I'll be fine. So, you, you know, but but then when you look, Van Dijk, the Van Dijk one is the most, is worrying because, you know, if we weren't playing well, you could expect Van Dyke to win headers, be aggressive, you know, get us up the pitch, hit raking and balls and stuff like that. He just looks a bit, uh, again, I think he looks very, they all look a bit timid for me. Joe Gomez had an absolute nightmare last night and he's been okay, but he's been an absolute, an absolute nightmare. And Trent, Sean, pulled this two weeks ago and said he's smelling himself and, but I don't mind a fella getting beaten by a good winger that goes by it and gets a cross in. I really don't. I don't, I don't mind a, a defender that, you know, even, even when he's attacking his ball isn't great. I don't mind, I don't mind anything like that. That happens. But when you're being, when you're being skipped past and you're literally not sprinting, you're literally just jogging back out of the fella. Like it looks like something that you're up against a really good guy in five a side and you're not very good. That's what it looked like a bit to me. And, the only thing I would say for them is we have lost Matip. We have lost Kanate, um, who are both due. Well, Matip comes on last night. Kanate's is hopefully back after the international break, I think. And they will help yeah. us. I think that, that, you know, without, they haven't, Kanate hasn't been involved. Or Matip really, I don't think at all this season until last night, if I'm right. Maybe. I
2: don't recall that, no.
3: Maybe Matip's plays are Fulham. I can't remember. Yeah, if Matip, I, think
1: get, I think Matip gets injured before the Crystal Palace game. I remember yeah, right. getting, so seeing the line.
3: So maybe Mat has been being minimal. Canate um, hasn't been there. He gets he gets injured against Strasbourg. I think it was at Anfield, wasn't it? So you know, although they're part of the squad, they haven't been on the pitch. So them coming back less scarred by what's gone on in the last five, six weeks, or whatever it is, it'll probably be a plus. But they're being exposed. Because of stuff that's going on further up the pitch as well, you have to take that into account. Because, look, Matt, Liverpool used to give away chances last season, the season before, the season we won the league. we give away chances, right? Because we would be brave, we'd have a high line. And when people got chances, the quality of the chance wasn't great because we'd hunt them down, we'd make it really difficult, we'd make the angle really difficult. But at the moment, we're not making angles difficult. Difficult. We're not closing them down. We're letting them take extra touches in the box. We're letting them set themselves, and that's throughout the whole team. Everyone has to take responsibility for those chances. But the defending was they are being more exposed, um, and they are out of form. And they're just gonna have to. Someone's gonna have to kick them, and and you know tell them that this this has to improve. And but what I would say in some defence of the defence is that we need to do better further up the pitch we need to probably we need to step off probably a little bit further up the pitch in order to protect that defence but but still having said that performance is not good enough I don't mind if Van Dijk is last ditch tackling trying to fucking save because he's being exposed I'm conceding I don't mind if you know someone gets in behind Robertson because you know the midfield is being bypassed I don't mind anything like that because that can happen But it doesn't look like that. It looks like when someone gets beyond them, it's like, oh, they're beyond me. And it's just not good enough, regardless of what way you paint it.
1: It feels like the aura's changed. It used to be that, you know, Trent would get caught out defending, but he would still, you know, be running to get back. But he was so far committed up the field. And you're like, where was Trent? Like, ah, he was just stranded there. And everybody was terrified at running at Virgil. They don't seem scared to run at Virgil Van Dyke anymore. And now Trent almost seems like he's beaten before the ball's even played out to his side, where he just. That was painful to watch. Every time, uh, what, Barrett Shelia got the ball and ran at him, it, it looked super dangerous. But being an optimist and to move on to the middle part of the field, the only shining moment at all out of that game was fucking Tiago looked like an actual Klopp-era Liverpool football player when he came onto the pitch. And I think it goes to how, again, Owen Noel's comment and what Ash was saying about the midfield. Like, Ron, did you notice that difference as well in the game? Like, I think Tiago had more tackles in his 30 minutes than the fullbacks and the starting three midfielders had in the entire game.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. And I saw that stat, that. And I thought, um, normally I don't... Normally, I think those are like interesting tidbits, but what's damning to me, uh, particularly for and I don't want to single him out because, all you know, there wasn't anybody in the midfield who did great last night. But, you know, that's what James Milner's there for. Be perfectly blunt. We're not he's not there. He's not there to be an out, offensive outlet. He's there. He's not there to be uh, the guy you're looking for to be progressive, progressive with the ball. You're looking for him to bring a bit of steel to the midfield and you're looking for him to keep it, to keep the ball taken over and that's about it and the fact that that guy who is a senior you know you know um uh second captain on the pitch did didn't bring that intensity didn't bring that level of uh, of tenacity to the midfield that which is what he's there for i mean what's he doing on the pitch it, i mean, well, literally what was he doing in the game I, other other than giving a pill away and getting a and getting carded and somehow not getting hooked off um, or being sent off. Like, you know, what are you doing? I I don't understand. Um, Similarly, um, you know, for Bino, for me, I mean, yeah, it takes a while to get going. Um, He had some okay moments in the game, but I couldn't tell whether it was his legs or his head that was gone or was it both. Um, And I don't know if that's because, the guys around him just weren't, they're just too too far apart. He's having too much ground to cover. There were so many things to look at that God helped the person who had to do film analysis on this game and try to help point out what went wrong. I mean, there's just, it was so many things. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to like try to be succinct with this here, but uh, it, yeah, it was, it was bad
1: it was like it was it seemed so easy to bypass through our midfield that you didn't even really hear labaka's name called that often cuz he just got he got the ball and immediately they were right through the middle of the midfield uh anything particular troubling you about the midfield ash
2: it just looked so easy to bypass i think that's the that's the biggest concerning thing there's there's no hunger there's no snappy tackles, you know, trying to win the ball back with urgency. We've always been known to to press high. If, and if that wasn't the case, then nine times out of ten, we, we, we was able to get the ball back at a, at a quick pace. And then that transitions go from defence to attack. There's just nothing like that at all. There's no urgency. There's no – just looks so there was disinterested. A bit, there
1: was a bit when Thiago came on, though. And that was what yeah, I noticed but, was yeah. that – his press was effective and he was forcing their midfield and defenders to play the ball that half second earlier. And all of a sudden Virgil and Robertson started gobbling up aerial duels. And we started winning the second ball and being able to kind of pen them in a little bit, but for the rest of it, it terrible.
2: Yeah. But that's what I mean. We're relying on one person to come back from injury to start the lyrical way again. It shouldn't be like that. You would just think Mm -hmm. that, you know, most of these players have been with, Liverpool and Klopp now for what, two, three, four years. They know the Liverpool way, they know how we play, the press, the second, second press or whatever that looks like. And it's quite demoralising to see after 60 minutes when Thiago comes on or whatever, come on, that that's when we started playing again. We all know how paramount Thiago is to this team and what he does and what he brings to the, brings to the team, you know, finds the, the cute little balls, sets up chances. <laughs> what is it? I think... Two free games, him and Fabinho's lost together. So I think cum- cumulatively, cumulatively. It's you can see why we need those two together, first and foremost, and then the third attacking option, whether that's Harvey or that's Hendo or whoever, that gives them the free range to do what they need to do, link it up with the forward line. So it's just having that balance, but we just look so disinterested, so leggy, so Tired and just a breeze. I think that's probably the easiest way of putting it. Just teams are just breezing past us like there's no there's no pressure on them, and it's just frustrating to see. It's just so frustrating to see.
1: Yeah, it it was one of the worst games in terms of every time the opposition got the ball, of having the uh oh, like every time they got the ball, it was oh shit here here they come again. Like they felt like they were going to score every time. They got the ball back from us, which was all the fucking time. Also, uh, one thing going into this game that I was interested to see whether we noticed, and I can't tell because we were so poor. Was for the last ten years for me, I can't explain what Jordan Henderson does in the team. But when Jordan Henderson wasn't in the midfield, you're going ah, something's something's missing here. I and I don't I don't really think we felt that at all. Uh, Gab, you got. More to say on our midfield? You know, I talked about it a fair bit in the last couple of
3: months. Well, um, look, first of all, I said last night, and I stand by it, I understood the starting 11. I understood yeah. why that starting 11 was out. Um, you know, Melo hasn't played a game of football since May. Thiago had two days training. Um, Bacitic is, is a kid. Um, and you're still, regardless, you're still going to a very intimidating place in Napoli, um, Naples, to play football. So I understood the starting 11. However, I fully agree that James Milner should not be playing these games at Liverpool Football Club. Should not be starting these games, right? Um, and, and Arge is there, and Arge is always in, and me and him kind of bounce off each other. He says, teams have sussed us out. I'm not blaming the book, but that was a bad sign. I've never known a coach release a book when you're still with the team. Listen, if you think that book is the cause of Liverpool's problems, I don't know what to say to you, right? Do you think that all these teams in the Premier League and around Europe don't know what Liverpool do? With all these with all the people that you have at their clubs to overlook stuff and re- watch video and watch analysis, do you think they turn up at Anfield and go, what way do these play? I'll tell you what, you know, they know the way we play, they know how we do it, but we were just fucking brilliant at it. Right? And it's so hard to play against. Right? And if you want to sit in, we can break you down. If you want to come out and play, come on, because we can turn it over and we can kill you. Right? That's where we really liked it. <coughs> So the starting eleven, I could understand, right? Because people are saying, "Oh, well, why didn't he start?" Melo played 13 minutes last night, right? It's not now right. we're falling we're trailing down at half time. We're falling down after 47 minutes, and Melo comes on on 77. Tiago still doesn't come out at 62. He gets 28 minutes plus injury time. Melo gets 14. So that's how fit they are. But he had to put them on. He had to give them minutes. They would have got those minutes regardless of what the score was because he's clearly going to build these players up for, well, if Wolves happens now or whatever. Um, but look, this is where the approach is wrong for me. If I'm going in there with Fabinho and I'm going in there with Milner, right, Fabinho I feel sorry for because he's the one constant in the midfield at the moment. You know, we've seen <clears throat> we've seen Keita around and gone. We've seen Henderson around and gone. Even Carvalho wasn't in the squad last night and picked up something, I think, against Everton. You know, um, Thiago there and gone. Ox doesn't count um, because he hasn't been in in a single squad this this season because of injury in pre season. Curtis Jones hasn't been around, so it's been very chopped and changed. Fabinho's been the one constant, right? I don't really go for the tiredness thing, right? Because as I said, they're assessed on a fucking minute by minute basis. But Fabinho, I feel sorry for. If you're going in there with Fabinho and Milner, you can't play a high line. You simply can't, right? Elliot, I had a, not a row, a a, a debate today with Sam McGuire on Twitter about Elliot because Sam feels that Elliot is the issue on the right-hand side. He's not saying he's a bad player, but he feels he's the issue while the right-hand side is not working. I don't agree. I think Salah's too wide, and I think Trent is just jogging around the the place, right? But you have to cut your card accordingly, man. And when you go to Naples, and you have that guy up front, and Trump, I want to say his name is Oshiman. I think I'm saying it right, but I could be completely so. wrong, right? When you, have like, yeah, when you have the likes of him, right? And you have no pressure on the ball. This is what it's all about. Liverpool, people say Liverpool have all the ball. Well, not, no, they don't. Because 30% of the time, they don't have it. Which means 30% of the time, they will set traps, press, push up, push that high line, put pressure on the ball. And it's very, very <coughs> difficult to pick a pass over Liverpool's defence. Right, when a midfield is is on top of you. At the moment, Liverpool's midfield is on top of nobody. Because what's happening is they're half pressing. And if you're half pressing you and you go in there, like some Milner, right, and Elliot, because I will take the point that Elliot's positioning, okay, he's probably not up to scratch positioning in that position, but I think he's done very well for what he is. It's very easy to get a ball by that. It's very easy then to be on top of Fabinho, and it's very easy to get beyond him then if you're 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 gone beyond the press as we call it, but it's non-existent at the minute. Um, we just have to, like, I'm not going back into the transfer window and we should have done this and we should have done that. I'm not doing it because we'll only do it for another eight months, right? But at the moment, it's not good enough. We should be cutting our clock more accordingly if we have to put those midfields out, which we did last night. I'm hoping to see an improvement when you see Melo get more minutes, when you see Thiago get back into the team. And, um, Henderson is two or three weeks away. Fine, um, but Curtis Jones, even just more bodies, I am hoping to see more. And, and people are saying like it's shambolic that we should be depending on um, we should be de- depend we shouldn't be depending on Thiago, who's so injury prone. You know, Thiago has had some injuries at Liverpool, and usually when he's out, he's out for a little period of time. But he's gone through fairly long spells where he hasn't been injured as well. Do you know the sort of way? And I don't think it's a. De- I I I love the fact he's back because I think. He, His presence on the pitch is unbelievable. I think he knows where to be. He knows where balls are going to drop, how he's going to get them back, what he's going to do with them. He's just a fucking phenomenal footballer, right? And why shouldn't we want them on the pitch? But it's not even a reliance on Thiago for me. It's if you need to go in with A, B and C, right? But D, E and F are are a better option. When you win with A, B and C, let's go to Claude DeCordney. You know, if we're if if we're going to go in with players that can't can't run as much or you know can't impact and uh, press as much, just just do something a little bit different. And that and that's why I don't go along with completely ripping things up and going with different formations and stuff like that. Absolutely, you might change personnel and you might tweak things, but I think look looking at games with a bit more pragmatism because of the players that are in midfield in particular, I think would help. And look. I hate saying that you hope this player comes back and stays fit, but you do. You, you hope they all come back and stay fit. And I think Liverpool just just um, take that medicine a little bit when they make these midfield selections. I think it will serve them an awful lot better.
1: Yeah. It, I, like, as bad as the midfield press has been, I've also been pretty underwhelmed by our forward pressing this season. Uh, Luis Diaz just, I mean, he's not going to be as good at triggering traps uh, or setting traps and triggering the press as Sadio Mane was because Mane did it for years and years, you know, with the same, basically 11 around him. And we're not like, we just don't create any sort of pressure on the ball. But then on the flip side of it, we seem to be having a pretty tough time. Like somebody threw in the telegram chat, some chance creation statistics. And I can't believe that we're one of the best chance creating teams in Europe. Cause it really doesn't feel like we're creating super high goal scoring opportunities. And I think we don't have a single forward player, with the exception maybe of Luis Diaz, who seems to have found his shooting boots a little bit, that seems able to break the game, like like Ossiman did for them yesterday, like Barachelia did for them yesterday. Like, Ash, do you have concerns about our forward line, as well as the defense and midfield?
2: Yeah, like looks like said at the start, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a tune thing, isn't it? It's, start from the fr- start from the front and work your way back um it is a slight transition from last season obviously with Sadio going we we're losing that you know that amount of quality um and even like Deogo and Super Sub Div he's now gone so we're, we're completely relying on a different set of forwards Diaz like I said we're still seeing him adapt to the style I think he's probably a bit more tactical aware of how we play now compared to what we were last season. I think that's just down to the, the pre season more than anything because cops got him in, tweaked a few things with his game. But again, he seems to be the only one putting out the putting out the goals at the moment. Salah, a lot of things are being made about his lack of goals. But he's in was he the top creator in Europe in the top five top five leagues in yeah. Europe at the moment. It's his game has changed. It's not the those shoot on site that you that we're all familiar with. I, I don't think we're not that we're not at that Salah anymore. I don't think it's more a case of like Gavrosen is hugging the is hugging the wings and creating more rather than being the selfish Salah that we're probably used to in the past. Nunes is just going to take time. It doesn't help with the fact that he's up but someone who's out for three games, you know. But yeah. that that will come hopefully. And Jota. I think we've really missed him as well. Someone different. Plays either on the left or down the middle. Always in the right place at the right time. But again, he's slowly coming back. I'm not going to rush him because it, he's had a reoccurrence of his last injury. So the last thing we want is for that to happen again. I think Bobby's been brilliant this season so far. Um, some A few games where you look at him and go, that's the Bobby that we know. But again, we can't can't always rely on that. It's a, it's a completely different Bobby than what it was three, four years ago. So it's just everything just looks so different. It's just not the it's not the Liverpool forward line that we know. And we just hope that eventually it's going to click, and then everything will fall back into place. But time will tell, I suppose, is not
1: it? Yeah, I uh, Darwin Nunez, you know, shaky start to his Liverpool career, but he's just he's not he's certainly not for me at least having the type of dynamic impact that I was expecting that his presence on the pitch and his attributes, you know, physical and whatnot, uh, that we'd be able to take advantage of those. A guy who was rumored to cost, uh, the pr- asking price that Napoli asked for, for Victor Ossiman was 86 million pounds and Cristiano Ronaldo. And yesterday he, he looked about worth that much. Uh, are you concerned about your preseason prediction of, uh, Darwin Nunez's goal return this year?
3: no no I think he'll score plenty of goals to Liverpool Um, I think we're trying to be too clever with him you know spending a lot of time out on the left and stuff like that you know you hear an awful lot like back to basics and stuff like that and I'm not asking Liverpool to go back to basic basic football but when you look at like the forward line yeah I think Salah's being too wide although his chance creation is very very high Um, you know I think it's when he's out that wide, I kind of say, "So why is he out that wide?" I keep at and I am not saying he's hugging the touchdown all the time. I just seem to notice him. Like, don't get me wrong, he plays wide right for Liverpool, but when we're in certain situations, you'd often see him finding that pocket on the inside right. You know where, he, if you if you lined up a four three three with three actual forwards, you know corner of the box on the right hand side, He used to find that pocket an awful lot and do serious damage. And and I, I seem he seems to be ten yards wider all the time, and that's obviously a. a a tactical thing and, and you know what way we want to play and stuff like that but I'm not worried over Salah at all Um Firmino has done has done good you know in the last couple of weeks but Ash is right F- Firmino can be quite streaky Um he's a good squad option but I think Firmino is getting to the stage where he's a squad option you know um he's not going to start and I, I, I you know me I I believe if you're in the squad, you're good enough to start for Liverpool. I don't want any of these hangers-on and stuff like that. Um, but for me, you know, for me, if we want to play with those those wingers and stuff like that, and you have got Darwin Nunes, you have to start, them. and you have to say to Darwin Nunes, "We're going to get these two guys each side of you as close as we can to you, especially Salah, and you're going to and you're going to walk and look. Jota's coming back. Jota's." Jota's a great foil for Nunez if you're trying to bed him in because Jota can go in up front, down the middle and if you want to put it in there, he'll score headers. He's he's deadly. You know, he's, he's a kind of a... He's not quite a penalty box poacher but he's very good in the penalty box if you know what I mean. He's not one of those that taps him six yards an awful lot but he's great headers and great finishes and stuff like that. Diaz I've been really impressed with and, you know, I think his work rate, tenacity, just the fight in him, I've, I've been really, really impressed with impressed with I mean you look at when you look across them all you could say to yourself you know you could see Jota going out left Diaz maybe getting a rest you could see Firmino in there or you could see Darwin Nunes in there Salah I'd like to get him a little bit more involved just a little bit more centrally but look there's not I'm not saying that they're all bad players and I'm not I'm not going to tell you that it'll all be absolutely rosy for all of them but they are they're very good and you know I think Diaz is really starting to find his feet, and Nunes will. You know, this is his third actual game for real game for Liverpool. Fort, yeah. fort, Fourth. Um, Fourth. yeah. So you know yeah. he, he's made four appearances for Liverpool, um, and they'll be okay. But again, if you you have to look backwards now, when you are looking at the forward, you have to look backwards through the team. You have to say, is the midfield doing enough? To win ball, to supply these forwards? Are the midfield doing enough to let these fullbacks chi, as they always have and give that service to Salah and give that salah uh, to what used to be Mane and now Diaz? You know, are the midfield winning enough for Nunes to get involved? And, in, you know, there's, there's loads of it, it, it all reflects on each other, man. And I think forward, they've been okay. They've been alright. It's not like we're missing fucking. Bags of chances where you go, Jesus Christ, we should have scored them. Maybe Salah against Bournemouth, actually. He misses two really, really good ones. But overall, I, I'd give the forwards a little bit of a pass at the minute. Just a little bit because of um, who's been in, who's been out, who's bedding in, who's injured, coming back. I'd give them a little bit of a um, a pass at the minute. And I'm not worried over them. I think Darwin Nunes, um, once, once we get our midfield back and playing the way it can play, Darwin Nunes has got bags of golf sourple. I've no no doubt about it. I'm, so, um, I'm glad to hear you're
1: still holding fire.
3: Yep. Yeah. What did I what did I was just going to say? What did I to... predict?
1: I think thirty five all comps.
3: Oh yeah, I'm good with that. No problem. What's <laughs> gonna happen? What's gonna happen if he doesn't get it? Like nothing happens to me. <laughs> you know? So it's alright.
2: I was just gonna quickly say, do you think it's worth maybe sticking him on the left Nunes, as this is because of that's how he played at Benfica last year. A lot, it might reinvigorate his career at Liverpool. Doing it that way, do you think that might be worth a shot, or do you think that's a bit the strokes?
3: Well, I think. Don't get me wrong. I think if Jota was injured and Diaz was having a tough time, you could say, "Right, well, could be putting Nunes out there." But I think Diaz is probably been a kind of a bit of a, a bit of a talisman in a poor kind of period. You know, I think he's. I think he's the one that's shown more than most. So it's not like I wouldn't be taking Diaz out to put Nunes out on the left-hand side. I just think we need to get... Nunes just needs a run of games. You know, he's like I said, this is his fourth appearance for Liverpool. Um, He comes off the bench at Fulham, doesn't he? Does he come off the bench at Fulham? He comes off... He he starts against Palace and gets sent off. Um, He comes off the bench last night and he starts the derby. So he's had two starts at Liverpool. Um, He needs a run of games. They're going to have to learn. They're going to have to learn quick, though, because of the start he'd made. There's no real buffer. Remember at the start of the season, we said if we're winning games. We can bring him in here and bring him in there and bet him in. Um no, is his time to bet in is running out very, very fast.
1: That's I mean, the idea of moving him out to the left it kind of brings me on what I was gonna ask Ron of you know, if Luis Luis Diaz is our informed striker out of all of them, though I would posit that the Times where he's looked the most dangerous was already after we were in a serious situation. He looked his best after we went down to 10 men against Crystal Palace and after Napoli was already well beating us. So, I mean, there's a slight caveat to that. But, like, Ron, is Diogo Jota going to have a tough time getting back into this team? Like, if we need to keep faith with Nunes and give him a run of games and Luis Diaz is on form and Salah's virtually undroppable. Like without a change of formation, it, it seems like it might be tough for Diego Jota to at least get starts. Maybe not minutes. He'll definitely come off the bench.
0: Uh, in the near term, uh, maybe not. Um, but I think as it goes on, that'll probably end up being the case. Um, I think the one thing I'd like to add, I agree with you know what's been said about the front line for the most part. The only thing I'd like to add is I think the other the other slight caveat I would give them a pass for is that they've they're kind of trying to make the best of what they've got in terms of service going forward. I mean, you got we have to remember keep in mind that our two creative outlets happen to be our fullbacks and both of them both of them are out of form both defensively and offensively. So um it's it's really hard uh for this for them to expect the same output with the reduction in service that they've been getting um so that 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 kind of gives them a little bit of a pass the other thing is um i think there's it's been hit to do is, is the positional uh issue which is um for whatever reason uh robinson and diaz just can't seem to sync up properly um and that could be due to form that could be due to a lot of things uh, they've been playing together long enough where there's something should be starting to form, but it just isn't there yet. Uh, and then on the other side, um, for some reason, uh, Trent has been more inclined of late. Instead of doing the overlap and run inside, he's doing it outside. On I mean the outside, he's doing it inside, uh, which in, 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 inherently puts Salah further out wide start. Because if he run, takes that run in, he's running into Trent. And that kind of breaks up that triangle that he Trent and Harvey, uh, try to develop. Um, so I think there's some issues with that. Um, that doesn't seem to be as working as well as it did when it was used occasionally last season. Um, I also think, again, going back to the service both from midfield, which was always limited, but uh, as far as as far as the pullbacks is, uh, you are there are we do have runners uh, making diagonal runs in and out. But no one. We'd rather. We'd seem to rather want to spam the ball uh, from a from across as opposed to try to play it in the feet. Now that's fine um, when we're playing sides that aren't full of you know tall center backs who gobble that kind of stuff up. But you know when we're not, you know you got to be more cognizant of who you're playing against. Uh, and we're just not. We're just not trying to find uh, those runs as much as we used to. You know, Henders was really good for that. That you know, that little lofty chip ball he, he likes to try. We're just not doing as much. We're not doing that as much. We just seem to be spamming it um, into the same area, hope, hoping uh, that somebody will get onto it, and they don't. Um, so I think those are a few of those things that keep going on. Uh, that we, aside from all the other issues that we could tweak uh, to kind of get a little bit better in the front line.
3: Um, Jonathan says there. I wonder how many times you watched Nunes before predicting he'd scored 35 seasons, maybe once, I presume you're talking about me, twice. Definitely Um, twice, Once once in Benfica, (laughs) once at Anfield, and then I watched a deadly um, YouTube compilation, which had brilliant, um, you know, that Euro pop music which was incredible the 35 <laughs> goals was just a number on the top of my head Jonathan um, more and hope than, than, than um, I don't claim to watch all these players like a lot of people would um, I watched him 70 times before he signed with Liverpool bollocks you did um, nobody's watching Ben Fieke, let's be honest but um, no I'll stick with the 35 though for the crack yeah I don't um,
1: know if Jonathan sorry, was just here sorry, when just, that show was on just we, in the chat as we, well. We um,
3: um, just in the chat um, Rhys McArdle in the chat says the Premier League have been informed that the matches are off this weekend, and they will be kept informed about next week. That's what Reece McCardle says on here. He also says Mike Keegan DM. Um, I don't know what's going on there, but um, Reece McCardle reckons Premier League clubs have been informed that the matches are off this season. Does that
2: mean not this season, season? This weekend. season, season yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they does haven't mean, called off the whole like The Champions League as well is going to be cancelled. Yeah.
3: Usually when when something like this happens, um, you probably get seven to 10 days where stuff is, the sport doesn't really happen because, you know, with it being the the queen, it's going to take so long to organize because there's no doubt to be hundreds of millions of people out on the street um, for something like this. So, you know, it takes an awful long time to organize and we're in that time of organization they don't really have sport. The golf, uh, uh, the BMW, um, was, uh, suspended today when news came through. So that's, that's how is much the, they just put out. Is the
1: cricket suspended? I uh,
3: oh, got a test well, well, on well. against India right now. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike Keegan DM is the guy who just said, it says Reese McArdle. Sorry, Reece, I thought you were just typing into the wrong thing. Telling Mike, <laughs> Mike Keegan to give you a DM. Um, uh, usually when something like this happens and I'm, I'm only going on when princess diana died which is t- t- 25 years ago now i think um i seem to remember like about a week where nothing happened no sports no nothing happened Um, so i'm just going off that but i'm sure the, i'm sure they'll come out and make a statement tomorrow with regards yeah to where we'll
1: I, it's a it's a blessing in disguise for us because i I might be reading a little bit more into Klopp's comments about needing to reinvent ourselves uh, than some other people are. And, Gab, you were saying take it kind of with a pinch of salt, but the extra couple days on the training ground can only fucking help us at this point because it it seems to me that something needs to change, not drastically, but it can't just be a little tweak here and there of, you know, move two yards inside or outside on that. Like, to me, it really seems like we need to either – Drop our back line, try to keep our fullbacks in more of a flat four, put two in midfield, something like that. Like, Gavin, like from our talk around the different areas of the team, it seems like there's major, major issues going on. Like, can you put your finger on just something that the team could work on to improve this? Because we're in just such terrible form right now. Like, is the problem with Klopp? Is
3: the problem with attitude or what? Um, oh, there's an attitude problem. What would do. Oh, yeah. When you see players going around like that on the pitch, is an attitude problem. There's an insecurity within the team. They're not sure of what they're doing. Like that goal you see last night from Anguise, Ball gets passed inside. So it's a one-two with um, uh, the guy we tried, we we're meant to sign. Zielinski. Zielinski. Um, and you see these players trotting. You know, um, and you kinda of go, Look how lazy he is and I kinda of went, Yeah, and then I kinda of looked and went, No. What that is, is looking around them going, There's usually a fella there. Is there usually a fella there when that ball gets played and mm. there's there usually a fella there? And they're all kind of nearly programmed to know like that he someone will be there and stop, them. and then you look, and go, Oh, the fucking no one there. We're a mile off here. We're we're actually a mile off this here. And you know, there's definitely issues. I think Klopp has to look around and I think he has to start Um, for me in certain positions and certain players he needs to drop his expectations a little bit you know um, James Miller is 37 years of age and if he's in midfield in a European game away from home against a midfield that wants to run around all night and run 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 um, you can't press them because if you unless you unless James Miller is a fucking machine that can break everything down once you get beyond him you're in serious fucking you're in serious trouble I think uh, uh, as a What I'd like to see Liverpool do is I'd like to see Liverpool, honestly, I'd like to see Liverpool come out and i love them going and pressing and and stuff like that. And if that's what they have within that personnel, absolutely go and do that. But if we have to, if we go into a game now where we say to ourselves, right, um, Fabinho, Melo, Thiago starts, right? Thiago's so good. Fabinho right beside him. I I think they've lost about three games between them when they played together. We don't know what Melo's like. I don't know what he's like pressing. Again, I don't watch an awful lot of uh, mellow playing football right Arthur Melo but what I'm saying is I don't want Klopp to go he can go in there he can definitely do that if he can't let's 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 drop let's drop midfield five yards let's drop the fence five yards and say to ourselves right. let's just see what. let's make ourselves as Klopp said let's make ourselves compact let's make ourselves difficult to get around okay and then as the game develops you go actually he can't press he, he can do that he can do that he can do this he can't do that but what I'm saying is Stop giving away chances. Like it's actually criminal for a guy in a Napoli midfield to get it on the left side of the midfield and pass, make one pass inside, and a fella just literally has the fucking whole pitch to look at and hit passes.
1: He gets up, he gets the ball and he's able to look
3: around. Yeah. So I'd like us. I'd pass. like us to just. I'd like to. I'd like us to adjust to what we have instead of. And people say like we've become you know people of mean You know the words going in my head, but. Um, I don't, I don't think we, I don't think we've become like where people just know what we're going to do. I think we don't, we see ourselves as doing one thing and doing something completely different. And teams are running more than us because, (laughs) simply because they've more belief you know when teams hadn't got a belief against us you wouldn't see midfielders breaking out and breaking beyond their midfielders you wouldn't you'd see one no, or two guys up, you'd see one or two guys up front trying to make chances out of maybe a long diagonal ball that was kicked kicked up the pitch and maybe you get beyond van dijk for a couple of a couple of seconds but you wouldn't see people breaking beyond but now they are because they go Do you know what they can't they can't get with me they're not as formidable they're not as they're not as controlled and and i just want to see us quarter clock a little bit when it comes to games. And I've no doubt that Jota, uh, Canate, Thiago are coming back will make a massive difference to us. But still, if you have to pick the likes of James Milner, and still, if you have Andy Robertson in this form, Van Dyke in this form, Trent in this form, you might have to think about changing it. And that's just the way it goes. You, you have to think about changing it.
1: The, the issue becomes, I mean, moving, dropping your midfield five yards. I mean, if you think about the level that these guys train at, moving one yard changes all of their angles for pressing and everything like that. Like t- to me, that's almost as drastic a change as to switching away from that tried and tested four, two or four, three, three and going to a four, th- two, three, one. Uh, but you mentioned form and you know, Ron, I'll come to you on this. Like it goes to attitude, but like nobody seems to be playing to their level. We used to look at last season. You could look at our team and go, And we've got five or six world-class players. Like, if you were making a World eleven, we had five or six players that were legitimately in with the shout. And none of them are playing to that standard. Allison would be about the closest. But, and you look, Trent, Robbo, Virgil, Fabinho, Salah, all of them, just way, way, way off form. How do we correct that? Like, do you just have to wait it out?
0: Um... Not necessarily, I, and I agree with Gav on the idea of um, going back to basics. I don't, I never really liked that i that idea too much. Um, but there is, but the way I like to think about it, instead of that, is more of remembering what got you to the level you were you were at. It was the basics plus being able to add some flair on top and making your skills shine through. And I think, particularly for Trin Ravo, lately for the last. Season and a half. Well, end of last season, beginning of this season, they've been trying a lot of things. That, yeah, when it comes off, when it used to come off, when we were on top of teams and had all that, all the pressure um, applied through the press. You know, it it would come off every once in a while, and if it didn't, you know, we we had the assurance, we had the form to know that you know, taking that chance, it's not gonna, we're not gonna get beat by one pass on the break.
3: But I'm sorry, Come on, go on
0: But no, I was gonna say, but when you're when you when you're when you've gotten out of form, you've got to remember what made you great. Um, and it wasn't uh, playing a sixty-yard diagonal every chance you got. Um, it was figuring out how to how, how to make that connection work better with you and the for and the wide forward on your side, i.e. Robinson with Diaz and Trent with Moe. You know the switch of play is great. Um, it looks beautiful when it comes off, but it isn't always needed. Um, and I think, you know, it's almost as if that that pass seems like it's more on and more utilized than trying to find a forward, in the forward in front of you, um, and it just it's just not necessary, especially when you see. Uh, fullbacks on the on the opposite of the, of the field picking that off with e or with regularity because everybody expects it now. We you know if Trent has two seconds to pick his head up and it doesn't it doesn't see what he wants in front of him, it's going across the field. We know that opposition knows that, and they're playing for it. And it's not which is why it isn't coming off so regularly. So it's you know it's one of those things where it's like. This isn't what. Ma- this isn't what got you to greatness. This isn't what got you on top of the mountain. You know, not necessarily be simpler, but play the percentage ball. That's what. That's what. That's what. That's what we got ahead hit on in the first place. We were playing high percentage passes, completing a lot of them, and getting for- getting the ball forward. It doesn't have to be the beautiful raking sixty yard pass every time. It doesn't have to. We need the We need those to come off every once in a while. We don't need them all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's, just be a little
1: over over reliance. Yeah, a little Bar- over reliance on Bar- some of the things that stood out and made us great.
3: And Barry Devaney says there, you can't turn form on and off. You need to run a run of games and conference. I think that's true as well. You know what? I don't, I don't think you can. Uh, I, I, you can do work on the training ground. You can get players back from injury, and you know, it, you, you can do all that. But you, again, you do need but. My hope for it is that the likes of Thiago returning, Canate returning, not only for themselves but players around them looking going, oh he's back, you know he's back. Fabinho's looking going, fuck Thiago's back, you know. And again, that's no slight on James Milner, but James Milner at twenty seven shouldn't be starting Champions League games for Liverpool. You know we shouldn't be starting big league games for Liverpool. Um, but I, I, I think, and I, I, it's it's a hope that when you the players in the team at the moment that have just lost their way and. You know, just seem to be all over the shop. We'll look at these players coming back. Jota, you know, you look at him and go, Nunez is betting in. He'll get, he could get us a goal. Jota's fucking lethal if you, if you give him the chances. And I just hope that, you know, they always say like, oh, a new sign and brings, um, raises the, the place and raises training and, you know, gets people's spirits up. I think those players coming back, I hope, you know, just, just has a little, a little effect on everyone around them where they go. They're more comfortable in themselves and they can feel they can go and play the game they want to play. But I go back to it. If you don't have them available, Klopp has to become a bit more pragmatic for me. He has to, you know, take the foot off the pedal just a little bit at times. And I'm not saying we won't be all because at the end of the day, Liverpool are going through a seven game bad spell. Let's be honest about it.
1: You know? Yeah, I think the long term, you know, form will come back into line, but. The attitude part of it is somewhat worrying. I was on that show when Shawnee first mentioned about Trent smelling himself, and I didn't really agree with it at the time because he was celebrating after a goal. You know, he's acting like everybody look at me. Well, literally everybody was looking at him. Like he had just put in this amazing goal. But some of the some of the body language that you're seeing from some of the players, like and especially Trent, have just he just seems to have a laxadaisical way about turning around and trying to get back after he's been beaten that makes it look like he doesn't give a shit at all. But like is there is there a solution for the attitude problem, Ash, or do we just need to knuckle down? Like, Do we just need to get embarrassed? Because there's no way the players felt good about that performance last night.
2: I think it comes down to a lot of things. Um, I'm, I'm their manager, so I'm not claiming to be, but it just seems like there's a few few little minor tweaks will go a long way in how the team will play. Um, I personally think the defense needs to drop at least say go back at least another five, ten yards, get familiar with each other again. I think bringing Matip back in the fold to have that relationship back with Verge will, will play a big part.
1: No, when, you, uh, when uh, you say that, Ash, do you mean all four of the back four or just well, the
2: centre half? I, I, I reckon all four. And then I've been a great advocate since pre season that we should switch to a four, two, three, one. I've been saying that. It just changes it up, it's a different way of playing. I think teams have become accustomed to us playing a 4-3-3. And as a lot of people have said, they've sussed us out. Um, so switching up to a 4-2-3-1 is just something different. And I would personally play Fabinho and Thiago on the halfway line, as you would expect to see the back four now. And just the familiar like partnerships, like the Fabinho and Thiago, the Matip and Virgil. And I would play the uh, the three and the one up front. And you we were saying, is Jota going to fight for his place? Why can't we play him as well as Nunes, Diaz, and Salah? You know, yeah. something different. Bring bring Salah, Diaz in a bit narrower to play closer to say Jota, just behind Nunes, and then that enables them to to keep Trent and Robo down the flanks. I think I think it was um, Kev who said. They don't seem to go on the outside no more. They always seem to go inwards. And it's just, it's the finer details like that that we're not doing from previous seasons. Like, they've just lost themselves. It's just our basic plays that we've become so accustomed to watching, like the team play, that they're just not doing anymore. So that's why I would say, go back to basics. Bring the team back a, a few yards. Play a different formation. Bring the wide man in a little bit more. And just build the confidence. And like I said, get like Gab was saying, get familiar get familiar players back, like the Matips, the, the Canates, the Tiagos, the Chotters. where they're where they're used to each other, they know what their role is, they know what the other person's gonna do. And I just think if that was to happen, it will it'll get teams second guessing, and I think the team will have more confidence in each other. And hopefully, again, I keep saying this all night, but hopefully it'll just click. And we start seeing all it takes is a run of four or five games, you know, touch wood, barring an injury and stuff like that. And that's it. I don't see why we won't be the Liverpool that we were last season or, or the years before. I think we're so low on confidence at this moment in time. Yeah. And we do, we do need a good couple of hard fought wins rather than a nine nil drubbing of Bournemouth, like a one nil scrappy. You know, score in a tenth minute, and then for eighty minutes, really fight for the fight, fight for the one 0 win. I think exactly. we need that kind. We need that kind of victory rather than a drubbing. Yeah, we all like it—a five, six 0 win. Yeah, we will we'll take that. But sometimes you do really need to put the put the hard graft in, put the shift in, and actually turn around two years ago. That was that was fucking hard, but we got there in the end. And I think that's what that's, that's what we need. I think that's what we need.
3: I think we need. I think we also need to show. You know the other team's way home against us now is on the break. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> sit back you know, even with possession of the ball, hold it quite deep, look for us to look for us to move on top of you, find a man in the middle of the park and he's you know, he's beyond their midfield and then then you can hoard us. I think we need to start snuffing that out. You know, I think I think we need to Kev says there we need to um, we need to start setting traps better and we need to start executing them better. Absolutely. Emmett says retain possession better, move the ball quicker. One and two touch football, get our mojo back. I think we need to show that we can play like we used to play. But whereas teams before used to sit in and go, fuck that, we're not coming out to play against that. We need to show if they do decide to come out and play like that that we're willing to match it. You know, and if that means playing a high line because you have a really dominant midfield, in they're fine. If that means you have a more walkman-like or in, you know inexperienced midfield, and you have to drop that defense ten yards, and that midfield has to drop it a little bit, and and win the ball from there, absolutely fine. But um, we need to we need to get a fear factor back, um, in some way when it comes to the opposition because they're not having to do an awful lot. They're not having to do an awful lot. They'll they they're literally find them one pass from their defensive toward in somewhere in midfield, and then and then they're on top of us, and we need to, we need to snuff that out. But look, as I said before, I I am an optimist when it comes to Liverpool. You know me, I am. And um, but I will tell you, like I will have a. A negative opinion if I feel I have to I've said an awful lot of negative things tonight but I still come back to and I understand people to say you know players will be on their peak and they, they're not fit and there's stuff like that I, I absolutely get that but I'm still of the I'm still of the opinion that Liverpool have you know lost two games of football this season I think um, they've they've only won two as well I think and, and drawn <laughs> fucking three or four games wherever it is right um, but I'm, I'm, I'm the one I'm kind of the one going you have to trust Klopp that he will sort it out. And his staff, um, you have to trust these players that, regardless of what you think of their age and stuff like that, they've been there, they've seen it, and they'll want to go and do it again. Um, I believe the vast majority have it in them to go and do it again. I might be proven wrong. It could be a horrendous season. But I hope, you know, that last night was a real wake-up call. Because the Derby was a good game of football. I think we were okay against Palace. Um, we were okay against Fulham, we were shy against United, um, and that felt like a bit of a wake-up call. But with the players coming back and what happened last night, I think I'm hoping um, that this team has too much pride in it um, to not fire back in some sort of way over the coming weeks.
1: Look at that, that's such lovely positivity, you know, to end the night on a high note. Uh, but before we go, just a few things that have come up in the chat for news, just go around real quick. Uh, ron do you have any thoughts about Nabuchda being named in the guinea squad for the upcoming international break <laughs>
2: uh
0: we're gonna see whether or not uh, I guess we'll have a little bit more of a tea leaf to read as to whether or not um, his removal from from the Liverpool squad has been because of a falling out or uh, whether in, or an injury or something like that or whether or not yeah I mean that's that's what I put, I put my money on but
1: um if if he plays for Guinea that's gotta be it, right yeah, it's you know like he can he can never put the shirt I'll on I'll guarantee he plays
3: for again. Guinea I'll tell you what. I'll take a 50 euro bet where any of you now for charity that he plays for Guinea
1: that's a crazy bet to take because Guinea would play Nabi if he showed up missing a leg from a fucking landmine or something like that. He's so important <laughs> to that team. That's that's a rigged bet. At, okay. I, I was really hoping now, that Nabi actually had some sort I'll of injury what, and I'll tell you what.
3: I won't take a bet for anyone. If Keita, if Naby Keita does not play for Guinea in the international break, I would just give €50 euro to Bob, uh, Bobby's wish to walk. All right? Fair that's enough. great. He's not injured. I'm telling you now, he's not injured. I
2: don't think this person either. I, I mean, know. whether
0: whether he plays or not, I'd like him gone in January, but um, that that's just me.
1: It feels that Nabby's like love with the fan base. You know, even the ardent Naby Kata supporters. I thought he was going to come good until this last blow up, and that's I, I I'm just finished with him now at this point. And he's not going to sign a new contract, so he's not going to be our player. You know, at the end of the season, anyways. Uh, the other news story, quick coming up before we leave. Uh, Ash Carius looks like he's signing with Newcastle. Who? Loris oh, <laughs> oh, I've not seen that.
2: I've not seen that nightmare <laughs> mentioned for a very long time.
1: I'm sure. Yeah, I kind of, of, of the blue.
2: teams in the world, Newcastle United. Yeah, um, I'm,
1: I guess Carl Darlow picked up an injury, so.
2: Is that what it was? Um,
1: yeah, they they need a backup.
2: Well I guess him off our books, I suppose. Um Look We all know what he did. We know what happened in the final. It wasn't the correct signing for us. You don't ever wish ill on any player, no matter who they are, but you know, his time was up when you couldn't catch a ball in a in a warm up against Tram here, was it really? So yeah. good luck to the bloke. Um see what happens, but yeah, that's been a goner, isn't it, really? I just just broke back PTSD, mate, when you said his name. That was, that was horrible. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty unbelievable that a team in the Premier League was willing to give him a shot. But I guess needs must, or he's got yeah. a great social media following that the people at Newcastle are okay with. Uh, and finally, Gav, a little bit of positivity to end on. You mentioned it earlier, Bobby's Wish to Walk. He's our uh, charity partner. Bobby's a kid needs the same surgery that Sienna got, with the help of the LFC day trippers and other generous people all around the world. He's at one hundred thirty-three thousand, just about now. Yep, another seventeen thousand to go. Get him over that hump. Yep, get him yep. up. Get that surgery. Bring him home. Yeah, uh, you get, the pictures of Sienna just it' fantastic. I mean, what I would a, say it's what a it's literally the best advert. advertisement. It's literally yeah. the
3: best advertisement for yeah for for Bobby. um you know, we we keep saying it, Sienna. I think she, I I wanted to say last November. So we're look we're ten months or so. A girl went to Saint Louis. I think she, her and our mother, her parents and herself were there for I think it was three weeks, four weeks. Um, got the surgery fairly early on. Had three surgeries actually while she was there. Then went through physio and rehab and stuff like that. There they came back, and done more. Um. And she's still in physio to this day on, on, at certain points. And she was getting done for, she was getting moles made for, I think it's, I think it's kind of like sp- special shoes that she would have because she still suffers, you know, with, with what she suffers with, but she's yeah. able to, um, but now like she's walking to school, she's climbing frames, she's like, it's literally night and day. What you're seeing yeah. this time last year to now, it's it's ridiculous, and and that's what Bobby's looking to do, you know. And um, yeah, we're about it's about seventeen thousand short, and it's not. Look, don't get me wrong, it's not. We haven't raised that one hundred and twenty-three on our own. Um, you know, Gar Breen, um is fairly close to, to Bobby. I think he might be a cousin of his, or um, but. He was the one that put us onto it to, I don't know how much money they were on at the time. It wasn't a huge amount, but it's gone gone through the roof. And, you know, it's seventeen thousand euros that's left and seventeen that seventeen thousand euro will literally change a person's life. You know, not in
1: the a whole fam- in, the whole
3: family. Oh yeah, well not not even in a monetary way where you know you get materialistic things for it. Just the quality of life for that child goes from goes from a decent quality of life because of the family and the support he has around him to an exceptional um, quality of life for a child, seven years old, yeah. you know, like I look at my, 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 my daughter's nine and you know, she plays, you know, she does horse riding, loves horses, horse riding. She does um, Gael- fancy pants over here. Oh, she like, well, not really because where <laughs> I come from in Dublin, like we, we all owned horses in fields, you know, it's just the way it was, but she loves horse riding. She plays GA, she plays Gaelic football. She plays hurling. Um, she does athletics. I mean, you see her running around and jumping and, fucking, you know, half the time she's out in the field across already pretending to be a horse herself, jumping over fences and stuff. It's mental. Like, she's only short of eating sugar cubes for lunch. Um, but, you know, when you see that she's nine and then I look at this, the, the Bobby and he's seven and I'm kind of going, that's where he needs to be. That's where every child should be. You know that's where every child, if possible, should be. So it's seventeen thousand. Um, it's not a lot; it is an awful lot of money. Seventeen thousand is an awful lot of money. Don't we? but on the grand scheme of things, um, he will get nothing materialistic out of this. He will just get a quality of life, and and that goes above anything you'd have in your hand or in your house or you know out the front garden or wherever it might be. So, look, I just want them to get to it. I just want them to be out because what happens with these things is they, they have to book you in. There's only you. can't just ring him and go, "Listen, I have that money. Can I drop in tomorrow?" It doesn't work like that. They have to be scheduled in at certain times. This doctor is world renowned for for what he does, so he's probably a, he's probably busy. You know, I reckon he's quite busy. So, um, you, you have to get him booked in, and there's there's just weeks and months of operations and rehab. It's not easy. Like it just doesn't flick a switch, but you have to be able to give a seven year old this chance. You just have to be, you know. And um, I'm I really hope that I really hope I the end of October, end of November, that seventeen thousand has passed and um you know, it's it's it gets him to where he needs to be. And I always say it, it's the most important thing on this channel. You know, we come on every night and we never forget to talk about Bobby's Wish to Walk. We never forgot to talk about Siena or Falecon or wherever else we've helped. We never forget. We always make sure it's on the agenda and uh, listen, results, goals, players form, yeah, it's all great to talk about, but nothing really matters when um, when It comes to this, it just doesn't, you know. And when we get to the end of the year and we're all sitting around at Christmas having a drink, we all say, You know, that game and this game, and then you go, Yeah, but he's he got his, he got his chance, and that's that's the biggest thing. So, um, yeah, Bobby's wish to walk link is in the description, 17,000 short. And if Nabby Kate that doesn't play, um, for Guinea, um, yeah. I own what do I owe them 50 quid? Yeah, 50. Said okay, that. no worries, yeah. yeah and I, right. I
1: mean, again, if you uh if you're not able to donate right now, with uh, whatever the cost of energy has given an in- yep. imaginary number over there for you guys, now yep. throw it into your social media accounts, share it with all your people. You never know who uh, you know the story might get close to home to somebody, or somebody's mm-hmm. just feeling overly generous or making a penance that day, and mm-hmm. they can uh, chip in and help out and get Bobby there. So, uh,
3: great oh, show, can, gentlemen. Can I can I, can I say so, one more thing?
1: You may. You own
3: the, the whole boat. So. No, no, I don't. You do. Cause like, um, so people have asked us about watch-alongs, right? And we're Ooh. not into watch-alongs, really. So <clears throat> what we're doing is we've decided, as a group of us, have decided that we're going to cover loads of different sports all right, on, on a watch-along basis. It won't be on YouTube. It won't be broadcast anywhere like that. It's very simple. We're going to pick some sports to watch over the next day, as weeks, months. We're going to let you know what channel we're going to watch it on. You can watch it on your TV, your IPTV, wherever you want. You can mute it. We're going to give you a link. You click that link on your phone, the audio will come out of your phone and you can hear us commentating. Plus on your phone, you'll have a live chat option as well. So if you're in a Telegram group and um, the details are in there already, me and Matt are going to watch some baseball tomorrow. Um, yeah. We were planning on watching some football over the weekend, but that's gone. But um, we're going to be yeah. watching stuff like um, golf, Formula One, Whatever sport we want, you know, and then when Phil gets wind of it, we'd be watching I know, I don't know. That's trone, opening
1: week opening weekend for any cavity
3: on. blocks fucking Chest as far bunched. as you can <laughs> while, you know to upside down we're on a bungee, something along them lines. So um yeah, it's uh it's um yeah, it's just something we're doing. We're not doing it in any way in conjunction with any of these shows. We're just gonna do it as a laugh, couple of people in a studio watching it. You can chat with us, you can watch the stream or you can most people watch it on their TV or IPTV link up the channel we're watching, sync it up and um, listen to us and also have that live text chat as well. So there you go. Stephen Steven, Max says it, snooker. It, I'd love to watch snooker.
2: <laughs> yeah, get on it. Uh,
1: if you're, if you're in the chat and you're on, I'm not sure if it works on your phone, but definitely if it works on your computer, uh, we can add you into the room as well too. Like if it's something that you're invested in, so I can see us watching maybe a few NFL games this season. Mm-hmm. So if, out of the few NFL fans in the chat, if your team's playing and we happen to be doing a watch along, we can get you yep. up on screen with us and get you properly involved in the, uh, in the discussion and everything like that. Like it, if it goes well, it should be fun. I mean, the hardest thing we're doing baseball tomorrow, have a third lined up. Yeah, we're doing the, I mean, you're, the Cubs you're doing, and Giants tomorrow. Yeah,
3: you're doing baseball from nine. I'm going to join you from 10. It'll probably go on till fucking one in the morning. Cause baseball is mental. <laughs> um, I know nothing about baseball. So don't come on. I won't have stats. I'm literally going on to talk to Matt while he watches baseball and tell you about it and I'm trying to I'm gonna try to learn because I did promise I would learn how to what baseball was. I'm
1: going to I'm gonna teach Gav the rules of baseball tomorrow night, uh, live and a watch along. So There
3: you go. Oh man. No
1: way it can go wrong.
3: No. Oh man. <laughs> no. <laughs> if, you thought Amer-
0: if you thought American football had rules, oh my god.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's uh, no apparently Chris Brack summed it up as you just try to hit the ball as far as you can and that's Sort of, but also not even anywhere close to it. So,
3: I watched. <laughs> I, mean, I watched. The, I watched about five minutes of it last night, and I was like, "What's this square on the screen? Why is this square on the screen?" Strike zone. Yeah, and I was like, "But is is that just for us at home, or?" Yeah.
1: yeah. No, that <laughs> doesn't dangle there. There's not no. No, like I know it doesn't wire. dangle there, but, but like,
3: <laughs> but like, what happens if the ball doesn't hit the strike zone and the guy behind him a calls a strike? No, if
1: the guy doesn't swing, that's a ball. Four balls, and you get first base for free. See, this is all going to oh, be explained tomorrow night. This is too, much, of
3: this is yeah. too yeah. much. Are of you me. trading oh, no, smokes no. for this first space and all? Like, there...
1: Luckily, luckily, oh, baseball makes the game that take fucking hours, so there's okay. lots of time to explain all the minutia <laughs> well, look, of baseball.
3: Sorry, I promise one last thing. Um, <laughs> if the football is called, obviously, if the football is called off at the weekend. The Premier League forecast won't be on tomorrow night because we'd be sitting there previewing nothing. So that won't be on. Um, the post-match game on Saturday our show obviously won't be on because there won't be a game if it's called off. Um, Sunday though, um, we will do a fatback for Um in some way, shape or form. We don't know what we could do. We'll probably do one of those um, uh, poxy quizzes that Luke hates. We might do them, you never know. So there you go.
1: Do a do a trippers chat and just cut Phil right out at the knees. <laughs> oh no, no! Out. The trippers
3: chat shows are due to be recorded <laughs> from next Tuesday, and I promise you they'll never be live ever. Because <laughs> and and the other rule is that um, when they're recorded, that has to come to me to listen to, um, and be edited and then put out. So um, yeah, like we we be gone. We're in about fifteen minutes to be released these unedited. Trust me, I'll put them out live for the mar- that that matter there you go Smart
1: move. Okay. Smart move. all right uh jody p just to let you know I, i'm hoping to do some blue jays games in the future just the game on friday night is starting at like one in the morning ireland time and that's a little late for Gabs.
3: So. for the first couple we're going to just put it into our telegram group we're not going to promote it across everywhere that we're doing it because we're trying to just get the lay of the land so if you're not in our telegram group subscribe to the channel go to the community tab i think it's the first thing there And it basically sets you through. You literally have to give your email address and stuff. You download the Telegram app on your phone. You go through this link. It sets you up on all their different rooms. You go in there and you can get all the details. That's it.
1: All right. Fun show, gentlemen, all things considered. Ron, nice having you on again. Good seeing you.
0: Nice. Thanks for having me. Good to see you guys
2: all again.
1: Yeah, Ash, good seeing you. Last time I saw you was in a beer garden just down the Anfield Road.
2: Yeah, mate, it's been a while, wasn't it? It was a uh, good seeing you that like day. And, yeah, yeah well, it was. Seems seems like a very long summer day, mate. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me on tonight, mate. Always a pleasure, never a chore. That's right.
1: And Gav, I'll be seeing you in twenty four hours. I'm teach yeah. you all about baseball.
3: by go Giants. No, right,
1: <laughs> I mean we're gonna cheer for the Blue Jays, but tomorrow, yeah, we'll probably cheer for the Giants.
3: Who's no the blue? Who's the Blue Jays?
1: That's Toronto's team. That's Canada's baseball team. So that's um, who I watch normally. So.
3: Okay, and but it's
1: it's the push for the playoffs, and it's on Paramount Plus. No, it's not.
3: But don't don't <laughs> don't they play like fucking three hundred days a year or something? This
1: no, they play one hundred and sixty-two games in like six months. So you basically play every day. <laughs> the play I'm every day. Lady?
3: yeah let's (laughs) go let's go blue jays there you go
1: (laughs) let's play ball that's uh that's the viewer's voice from the lfc day trippers thanks for joining us everybody see you next week sports social podcast network